Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Gog Exploits the Vulnerable. Gog from the far north, Russia, is a brutal thug who has no compunction about ruthlessly destroying people to get what he wants. He has no concern about harming innocent people in his way. And in the latter days, he is going to seek to exploit what he sees as vulnerable Israel living in relative peace and prosperity. Ezekiel 38.8 says, and after, and after many days you, that's Gog, will be visited. In the latter days you, Gog, will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. Ezekiel uses this terminology, dwell safely, in 28, 26, 34, 25, and 28, 38, 8, 11, and 14. Some say this terminology merely has the idea of a sense of confidence and security and does not necessarily refer to a time of actual peace. I certainly agree that a sense of confidence and security is in view, but when I look at how Ezekiel uses this phrase elsewhere, I think more is involved, including a time of actual peace. Theologically, we refer, we refer to the law of first occurrence as used by a writer. We normally look back on how a term is first used, and then that exact term is normally understood in a similar way when it is used again, unless unless the immediate context clearly indicates it should be understood otherwise. In the first three usages in Ezekiel, dwell safely relates to a kingdom restoration context, where Israel is clearly in a context of peace and safety. See Ezekiel 28, 26, 34, 25, and 28. I point this out because there is a tremendous emphasis in Ezekiel 38 on this exact phrase in relation to the attack of Gog and Magog on the land of Israel. As used in chapter 34, 25, and 28, the phrase dwell safely certainly has the nuance of peace and safety. It is used there in the context of a covenant of peace. In this context, the terms covenant of peace, dwell safely, and sleep in the woods give the proper sense and nuance of the phrase. Also observe that chapters 34 through 39 are all in the same basic section of Ezekiel. Unless there's a good reason to understand it otherwise, it makes sense to understand Ezekiel's use of this phrase, dwell safely, in a manner consistent with this whole section. Prophetically, Israel never knows a time of peace and safety during the times of the Gentiles, apart from her seven-year covenant with Antichrist. This is brought out in Daniel 9, 26 and 27. Daniel 9, 26 says, And after 62 weeks, plus seven, referenced in verse 25, for a total of 69, after the 69 weeks, there's going to be a gap period that he goes on to describe which has three defining characteristics. Number one, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. Number two, and the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood. And three, 
until the end of the war, desolations are determined. More literally, this says, till the end shall be war, desolations are determined. Daniel 9.26 describes a parenthesis time from the rejection of Christ at his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Luke 19, until the signing of the seven-year covenant with Antichrist in Daniel 9.27. This gap period will be characterized by war until the end. Alva McLean writes, The rather amazing thing is that in all this vast chasm of over 19 centuries, Daniel identifies clearly only two events, the death of the Messiah, the destruction of Jerusalem. But if the prophet mentions specifically only two events, he does not altogether ignore the general character of the age. Sweeping through our centuries of quote-unquote progress with the eye of divine inspiration, he sums up the whole period in two statements, very startling for their ominous brevity. The first is, unto the end shall be war. And the second is, desolations are determined. Arnold Fruchtenbaum writes, Even to the end there will be war, desolations are determined. For the remainder of the interval between the 69th 7 and the 70th 7, the land would be characterized by war. Its resulting condition would be desolation. All this would set the stage for the final or 70th 7. If the entire period between the 69th and the 70th weeks of Daniel is characterized by perpetual war and desolations for Israel, then the strong description in Ezekiel 38 and 39 on Israel dwelling safely cannot take place prior to the 70th week. Note the flow of thought in Daniel 9, 26 and 27. We read there, verse 26, Daniel 9, 26, And after the 62 weeks Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with the flood, until the end of the war, desolations are determined. But then it says, verse 27, immediately following, Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. Prophetically, the only time in the future prior to the kingdom when Israel will have a sense of dwelling safely will be when they enter into a seven-year covenant with Antichrist. Therefore, I take it that the timing of Ezekiel 38 and 39 takes place within the day of the Lord after Israel has entered into a secure covenant with Antichrist. This will cause them to have a sense of dwelling safely. It's in that context of Israel feeling safe and secure because of their strong covenant with Antichrist that Gog and company will make their move. Gog will seek to exploit the situation of Israel, having their guard down and thereby being vulnerable. And who can stop Gog? Only Yahweh, the faithful covenant God of Israel. Gog doesn't see it coming, evidently because he fails to study Ezekiel 38 and 39. But he should have, because God personally addresses him throughout the prophecy. Ezekiel 38 begins, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog in the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. Gog will seek to exploit vulnerable Israel at what appears to be an opportune time. But alas, Yahweh says to him, I am against you. And that means he is going down. 
The answer to the Gog problem is divine intervention. In reality, this is Gog versus God, and Gog is going down. Lord, we thank you that you're sovereign over the affairs of this world. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the prophetic scriptures, which tell us where it's ultimately headed, where it's ultimately going. And uh, so, Lord, we, we thank you that in the end, you triumph. Uh, Lord, you are indeed the, the one true God, the God of the Bible, the God of Israel, the God who fulfills uh, your promises, uh, the God who fulfills prophecy. And so, Lord, we rest in your sovereign care, your sovereign control of all the events that are going on in the world today. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.